Hello, uh, my name is Jeremy Brown and I'm a Christadelphian that belongs to uh, the Mumbles Ecclesia in Wales. And I want to share some thoughts with you uh, from the Bible on a topic, person-centred care. Not a subject that you'll find in those terms uh, in the Bible, but something that I think is there very much in principle. So in sharing my thoughts, I, I want to start with an introduction. Uh, part of that introduction is context. You see, I work for a group of care homes and our care homes are spread across the UK. And it's a subject and a phrase that comes up very often, person-centred care. And, and it is exactly what it says it is. Uh, it's making sure that our care is centred on the person, on the individual. So that the care that we deliver isn't always the same, even if it might be the same as it were tick box, it will be delivered differently dependent on the person. Now, as a biblical principle, uh, it's incredible when you see how God, almighty God, reacts, interacts with individuals, with peoples, uh, say like the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, or when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, his son, uh, the same. Uh, we're told that he knows people and we see this person-centered care with individuals to help them through their varying challenges and their faith. So I want to think about that a bit. But the next part of my introduction is that I've been introduced to a new phrase and I love it. In Wales, it's lush. Uh, and what I mean is, uh, this phrase is relationship-centred care. And can I suggest it's almost the next level from person-centred care. Good carer will give person-centred care. And when you see it, it's incredible. But what that comes into or becomes is relationship-centred care. Because those that they're caring for have a confidence and a relationship is formed where it's almost reciprocal. But, but more than that, uh, the people that they're caring for start caring for each other. Uh, and it's the most incredible thing to see. And I observed it a few weeks ago in, in one of our homes. One of our carers was in a room with a number of residents uh, and was going about the room. And you could see the confidence they had in him. It was a him. And what was so beautiful is how the residents in their interaction were caring for each other. And then we observed a lunchtime and the residents were setting the table for, for themselves and for each other. Uh, those who were less mobile were being helped by those who were able to help them to the table. Uh, the crockery, the cutlery was all being got and there were different things for different people uh, by the residents. It was peer helping peer, uh, resident caring for resident, all being orchestrated uh, by this carer. Uh, and yet it had grown from the confidence that they had in him. And this was one observation and we could give many. That's relationship centred care when one another uh, helps each other. And, and it's a most beautiful thing to see. It's highly motivating, highly encouraging, and it, it has a great impact 
especially in a, a care home, that's what creates a home. So I want to go through three things, I guess. Uh, let's just have a look at an example of person-centered care uh, or a few, and then go to relationship-centered care. And these are things from the Bible. And then, you know, okay, so, so what does that mean uh, for us, thirdly? So person-centered care. We know that the Lord God, uh, as we read in Genesis 1, was the creator of the heavens and the earth. He creates man and woman. Uh, he knows us uh, intimately. He knows everything we do. He even knows our thoughts. We're told that even the hairs of our head are, are numbered. So if there's anybody who can give person-centered care, it's the Lord God. And, and he asks us to call upon him uh, in order to get help. Use his word, the Bible, uh, because he's given us instruction that will give us person-centered care. And if, if you talk to people who read their Bibles, they'll say, oh, struggling with this. And then I read this and oh, it, it really helped. But God asks us to speak to him in prayer. He asks us to read his word and he asks us to, to help each other too. And his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who we read about in the, the New Testament, uh, we read about him in the Old Testament uh, and all the prophecies concerning him, but his life we read about in the New Testament. He showed God's characteristics to us. Uh, and we're told that he knew men, all men uh, as well. Let me show this to you. Uh, so in your Bibles, uh, go to the New Testament. So the New Testament starts with Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. So I, I want you just to go to John's Gospel first. Uh, John's Gospel and uh, come to chapter two. Uh, and this verse is a bit out of context, but you'll get the point, right? Uh, so in John chapter two, it says in verse 24. So I'm reading the last two verses of John chapter two. John chapter two, verse 24 and 25. Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. Now, I just need to tell you something here. In the Greek, there are two key words. So the New Testament was written in Greek and there are two key words that we have translated in English very often to know or that they knew. So let me put it like this. Uh, there's a there's a level one word where you know something, you know something exists. His name is Jeremy Brown. He belongs to Mumbles Ecclesia, that kind of stuff. There's a level two to know, which is they know how that person would feel about something. Uh, they know what motivates them, what makes them happy, sad. Uh, there is a perception of understanding. Uh, this level two know is when you really, really know somebody and do you know what of course in john chapter 2 and verse 24 he knew level two all men he knew what made them tick uh chapter 2 verse 25 and he needed not that any should testify of man for he knew what was in man so the lord jesus christ so do you see when you know man to that level level two you're the best person to help and, and the lord jesus christ does that we could we could pick up numerous uh examples 
in chapter two, he comes across a, a man called Nicodemus. Sorry, chapter three, he comes across a man called Nicodemus. Just picking out how the Lord Jesus helps him with specific words, with specific references, taking him back to the Old Testament to look at Jonah, for example. Uh, it's just beautiful. Uh, th there was a ruler of a synagogue called Jairus. He had a daughter uh, who, who fell asleep, who died. Um, how he helped him was just incredible. Uh, I just want to give you one example, um, and that is... Uh, you may remember he had 12 disciples uh, and he calls them out and, and he knew, we, we know that he knew Judas was going to betray him, but, but he knew his disciples, level two. And one of them was called Simon. And uh, he said, look, I'm going to change your name to Peter. That's why we know him as Simon Peter. And he said that word means rock or hewn out rock. And Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. But there's a very strange thing. So in this person-centred care, we have recorded that the Lord Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter. And then he doesn't use it. The only time we have him calling Peter, Peter, is once. Let's go and have a look at it. So you're in John's gospel, come back uh, to the previous gospel into Luke and chapter 22. So just imagine um, over the space of, uh, say, three years, uh, you've been following the Lord Jesus. We know that Simon Peter was really eager, uh, desperate to follow his Lord, the G uh, Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, look, I'll die for you. And then the one time that the Lord Jesus calls him Peter, and it was him who changed his name, he says, look, you're going to deny me. And this is person-centred care at its best. So, you see, uh, let me just give you an illustration. So Luke 22, verse 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon. So he's calling him Simon. OK. And we're not going to go into that uh, particular part, but I want you to look at verse 33 that Jesus said, uh, Peter said to him. Uh, so Peter said to the Lord Jesus, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And Jesus said in verse 34, I tell thee, Peter, you can imagine his ears pricking up as he used that name that he changed. The cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And you can be thinking that Peter's like, not a chance. Simon Peter's thinking, no way. And yet it happened. And the Lord Jesus even looked at him. This is person-centred care when it happened. Uh, we're told that. And Simon Peter went out from the temple courtyard and just wept. Uh, he wept bitterly. Um, it was the palace courtyard, sorry. He went out and, and, and wept. He was devastated. And yet after that, uh, so you now need to come back to John's gospel. Just come with me to John uh, and chapter 21. 
You see, John 21 records the time after the Lord Jesus had died, he was crucified, and then he was in the tomb for, for three days and three nights, and he was raised to life by the power of God. And he goes back to see his disciples. He knows them. They, they need him. And uh, he's exercising person-centred care uh, again. Uh, and do you remember, almost mirroring the three denials, he asks Simon Peter the same question three times. Do, do you love me? So it's there in verse 15 of John 21. When they had dying, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he says, yes, Lord, you know that I love thee. That's level one. Of course, you know that, Lord. You know I love thee. Uh, verse 16, he says the same. Yeah, you know I love thee. Level one. Uh, verse 17, the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Level one, you, you know everything. But he then goes on to say, thou knowest that I love thee. Level two, you know, you perceive, you, can, you absolutely know, Lord Jesus, that I, Simon Peter, love you. And do you see how person-centred this care is? It, it's incredible. It, it's so right, so appropriate. And do you know what? It's building relationships. That, that's what the Lord Jesus Christ was all about. That's what God is all about. He knows us. He created us. The Lord Jesus Christ knows us. And what has been done by God through the giving of his son and his knowledge of us is person-centred care. And the reason that's being done is so that we can create, so that he can create relationship-centred care, so we can become a family, that we can work together, that we can look after each other in our differing situations. It's just the most incredible thing. And what we're doing in the care homes is practising the principles that we and I read in, in Scripture. You see, God, as applied, has given this person-centred care, ultimately through his son. He's illustrated it in the way in which he looked after people in the Old Testament. Uh, we could look at Noah and Abraham, uh, the people of Israel as a nation. And we see it exercised by his son, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he wants it to lead on to relationship-centred care that we are a part of. This is our. You see, God wants an, an application from us. Noah, I, I've seen you, said God in Genesis 6, and you found grace in my eyes, in my sight. You are perfect, just in your, your generations. So I, I want you to build an ark. You've got to apply yourself. Abraham, come out. Uh, he had to apply himself by faith, doing something, believing in what God had promised he was able to perform. 
and Abraham had a relationship uh, with with God, as did Moses, as did with David, uh, as can be the same for us. Peter, when we talk about Peter, he left his nets, his livelihood, and followed the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we read Peter's letters, you can see that all the things he's learnt in the way that the Lord Jesus Christ has cared for him. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, with Nicodemus, with Peter, takes them back to Old Testament passages so they can see in God's word, this was all in God's purpose. God will care for us uh, as individuals. And then as we are responding, if, if you are responding or if I am responding, we've got to work together. Uh, so that we help each other in our differing situations with our differing characteristics. So just come with me to uh, another book of the Bible. So we're just going to go on from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, and then we want to come to Corinthians. And I want you to come to 1 Corinthians. Uh, so there are two Corinthian books, 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. Uh, they're letters. And I want 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And what we're being told here and what we're learning from God's word is if we respond to God's person-centered care through the Lord Jesus Christ, we can have a relationship. But in that relationship, we should be exercising relationship-centered care with each other. And, and he says, look, you are responding. You've got to be like a body uh, joined together, working together. Uh, you can look to the Lord Jesus Christ as your head, but you've got to work as a body. And this is what we're told uh, in verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 12. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? And if the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? Now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. What a beautiful picture that is. So do you see that person-centred care? leads on to relationship-centred care. And the third topic was, you know, so, so, so what? If you have not seen God's person-centred care, if you have not seen through reading the Lord Jesus's person-centred care, open your Bibles. Uh, and if you want help, then please shout. We'd, we'd love to share that with you. Because if we then respond and have confidence, uh, it's called faith in the Bible. We believe in these things. It turns to relationship-centred care. And just like that picture I illustrated at the beginning, God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is sat with God at his right hand, they're still controlling everything that's going on in the earth, even through these crazy times and this pandemic. But we, 
need to be in that confidence, creating relationship-centered care, which is God-driven, which is God-centered, and exercising the characteristics of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, and when I see it in our homes, and begin to see the effects it has, it brings alive some of these things in, in a real way. And yet these are all God's principles. So if you'd like to look at this a bit more, uh, please shout, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, there'll be a slide at the end and uh, please get in contact. So thanks ever so much for uh, listening. Uh, I hope it made a bit of sense and look forward to, uh, to speaking to you in person uh, very soon.